So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is going on, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and I'm here with an awesome buddy of mine. His name is Matthew Grund. Guys, this dude is all over the place. He is a badass. Uh, he works for communications at Kaiser Permanente. If you work with Kaiser at Kaiser, you've probably received an email from him, at least if you work here in the Southeast. Um, he's an ambassador for Noon and Run Rabbit. This guy runs about a million miles a week, <laughs> and he's also on top of all of that. He is a CrossFit endurance coach over at 1124 in Marietta, uh, Georgia. So, Matthew, man, did that about cover it all? Did I miss anything? Um, well, I'm, I'm running for president, but that, I haven't officially announced <laughs> that, but, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> all the Dude, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're all over the place. So what, what's kind of the, what's, what's the motivation? Clearly you like to stay busy. What's, uh, what's up with that? If you ask Claire, I can't sit still for five minutes, no matter how hard I try, I just have to be doing something. Yeah. Um, I got started. It all started in eighth grade for field day. Uh-huh. Um, I was on a four by 100 team. And I think I was the third leg and we were down about a quarter lap. And um, I, I, it was my turn, jumped in. And by the time I got done with my lap, my leg, we were up like a quarter lap. Mm-hmm. So my PE coach said, no matter what, I had to run track in, in high school. And that's really, <laughs> I mean, that motivation in, in eighth grade, that's how yeah. it all got started. Yeah, isn't that wild, man? Like, uh, you, as you go, as you get older, even into adulthood, there's always going to be like that one person you can kind of point to as like, like a key, like cornerstone for like kind of shaping which direction you're not necessarily your life, but just kind of like a step in a different direction or an alternative direction that you wouldn't have potentially taken without that little push or that nudge. So for sure, for sure. That's awesome. So in all seriousness though, guys, like he, this guy does run a ton of miles, maybe not a thousand a week, but mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit before the show, you're up to about 40 to 60 miles per week. You said right now, depending 40 on the 60s, I, um, all I had two 100 milers that have been canceled this year. So we kind of cut back on the training until we know something definite. I'm supposed to be uh, running Tunnel Hill 100 in November. Fingers crossed it happens. It's a, it's a race where they can spread it out pretty well. And in general, 100 milers are, you know, within 20 minutes of the race, everybody's spread enough that you're not in close <laughs> contact. So right. fingers crossed I'll finally be able to, to get into a race this year. And if that's the case, then my coach will ramp up training and probably get up to 70, 80 miles a week. But right now I'm just kind of taking it easy until I know something definite. Yeah, dude, that's wild. So to be clear, were you supposed to run two total 100 mile races or did you try to run a run, got canceled, got tried to run another one? Two different ones I had scheduled, both got canceled. So that's crazy, man. The third one and we're fingers crossed it happens. I was also supposed to actually run the Grand Canyon in a few weeks um, <laughs> with, with some of my buddies, but 
it's just we realized it probably wasn't the best thing to go out to another state and try to be on an airplane and all that. So yeah, we're going to push that off till next year. That's one of those bucket list things to do rim to rim to rim in one day. So looking forward to that next year. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's an unfortunate thing. You know, I think, you know, I have the opportunity to work with a lot of different people in different industries, different, different professions, different levels of the professions that they're, that they're, their respective professions. And, you know, it seems to be very pervasive, this feeling of, just heaviness, I guess, is a way you can kind of describe it. Like, you know, um, workload is, is still the same. Maybe even feels like a little bit more as you try to like balance and juggle, especially with kids and work from home and kids returning back to school dig- or virtually right now. And then, but you know, I think people can handle a lot from a workload standpoint, but then there's nothing to offload that right now. I think this is, right. the, is the main thing. Like there's no big trip to look forward to There's you know, there's no release of that stress or that pent up energy. So is, is running away for you to kind of like, kind of deload some of that stress or you feel like that helps out at all or absolutely i think that's probably the second reason i got into running in the first place um without going into a long history of my childhood i had i lost a lot of family members to cancer and mm-hmm. it was always my way of as a child not knowing how to deal with things just go out and run and kind of get that energy out then and ever since then it's 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 been what i've done to to deal with you know stress and such for yeah. this in particular, like we talked about right before we started was that um, my wife, Claire and I have, she's a CrossFitter primarily, but it's picked up on distance running. So it's been great for her and I to, to go out and do this. She's gone from, you know, running a couple miles a week with me when I forced her to go out the door to now doing, you know, she's doing 30 miles a week on a regular basis. So it's pretty awesome for that. Yeah, dude, for sure. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, uh, did- not to dive too much into my own personal history here though, but, uh, you know, I think the most I'd ever ran, especially like the, the consistency and the, and the speed of pace was when my dad, he was in a pretty serious motorcycle accident. Wasn't sure if he was going to make it or not. So we were just spending the night in the hospital for like, you know, we probably did that for like two or three weeks. And, uh, you know, running was my only form of like release there. So I can definitely relate a little bit, I guess, to, to that, way of of releasing emotion or just or getting in touch with your with your emotion i guess is another way to kind of say it too because um i mean that pain can definitely be from running can definitely touch that emotional standpoint as well but um yeah man i think uh to kind of dive away from or diverge away from that like running right now in particular is is great with everything kind of going on with covid i remember i was on a pot or on a like a webinar earlier like when covid first like became a thing (laughs) i guess or, or people in the united states first started taking it seriously you know March 16th and everything kind of shut down. I think it was that very next week. And you had all these people um, trying to figure out how to do like home workouts. Right. And you saw them like potentially hurting or like, you know, putting themselves to like in a position to really hurt themselves, trying to like do some like different weight training while at home without the proper equipment, which I love the creativity and the dedication to it. But my response when I was on this webinar for people was like, just run, (laughs) you know, like um, there's a, what better, like, couldn't imagine a better thing to try to do right now with a with a virus that's going around that attacks predominantly your lungs you know like let's right. give your lungs uh, let's try to boost that capacity a little bit so um yeah i think that's great and then you know it's obviously a ton of fun to be able to run with family members especially someone like your, your spouse now i know claire pretty well too and she is the furthest thing or at least when i first met her i would say she's the furthest thing from a runner so what's the secret sauce with converting her into a runner there well, it, it's not, it wasn't by force, that's for sure, because she's the type of person, the harder you try to push her to do something she didn't want to do, then mm. it ain't going to happen. So sure. I, think, I think for her, it was just, you know, equipment, when this all happened, and still kind of this day, 
getting workout equipment is like buying gold. I mean, it's, you can't find <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it's like digging for diamonds. So we had, we had a barbell, we had a few plates, but we couldn't find any kettlebells or anything. So um, it was really the only thing to do for her to, to, to keep staying active. Yeah. Um, we weren't going to go, the, the gym was shut down, but we're still of the mindset. We're not going to go into a place like that with, with not having a you know, mask on or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, this was the, the best outlet for her and it, it's been great. And I think that she's really, she's also an awesome athlete at period. I mean, no matter what she does, she's an incredible yeah. athlete. And um, it's been awesome to see her go from just kind of going out there doing three or four miles at a, a you know, 10 minute pace. to now she can go out there and, and, and run eight miles, you know, eight minute miles for, you know, 10 miles or something like that. So yeah, she's, yeah. she's a hell of an athlete. So it's, it's good to see her push herself the way she does. So I think that's part of it. She just, she wants to, she's got that drive and, you know, she's done yeah. well with it. Dude, for sure. She can enter the pain cave better than just about anybody else that, that I know, man. She's uh, She can push herself to another level. You know, what's really cool about your guys' relationship too is like, that's definitely a two-way street. Like uh, before you met Claire, you weren't much into the CrossFit world or like, or, you know, you were just running, <laughs> right? Absolutely and, not. I mean, the, 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 the funny story I like to tell is that my buddy, Evan Dare, who's awesome, probably one of the top runners in the Southeast, lucky to have him as a friend. He and I, um, joined CrossFit Resurgence um, over in Marietta the exact same time. And we were the two skinny runner boys kind of sitting over (laughs) in the corner with all these, you know, built up athletes. And um, Claire actually came into the the gym one day and she had seen my Subaru Outback out behind the building and saw a Grateful Dead sticker on it. You just don't find, you know, hippie deadheads at a CrossFit gym. So she came (laughs) and she's like, whose car is that? And I, I grab Evan by the arm. I'm like, Oh no, who's that? That partner spot. Oh no. Am I in trouble? And she looked around and she's like, it's you. And then, you know, that's the how they give that's, you away. The, the, I, I don't know. Something. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and that's the beginning of the love affair. But um, yeah, when I, when I started CrossFit, I was a super skinny, like, you know, 115, 120 pound guy, uh, no muscle in my body. And now I'm, you know, put on, 15, 20 pounds of, of nothing but muscle. I mean, I'm still the same body fat, Yeah. but I mean, I'm so much stronger. It's made me, <clears throat> excuse me, so much yeah. better an athlete and I'm tackling harder 100s that are, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25,000 feet of gain. And I know that the CrossFit is what helps me, you know, get it done. I'm not as fast as I used to be. I'm, I'm 44 now. So <laughs> slowing down a little bit, but CrossFit has oh, been great for me. Yeah, dude, that's great. I think, uh, so how often do you train like it and from a, a gym based setting versus it getting out on the trails? Well, right now we're only doing a couple of CrossFit workouts a week. We have, uh, Wednesdays our designated day and then we'll do some Saturday workouts once in a while. Yeah. Before that, it was about three or four times a week. And yep. then the rest of the time running, I'd say on average about three times a week CrossFit, the rest running. Yeah. Nice, we're man. Trying to, so- trying to get back to that. We've got a we're slowly building up our gym. You know, you, you have to log into rogue once a day and, you know, kind of check and see what's in stock. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's crazy. Even like, you know, every now and then for what we have to do in the clinic, we need people to get like, you know, some resistance bands or something on their own. And it's just not there. And I'm like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's a missed opportunity almost on, on like these on rogues part in particular, or, or, you know, some of these other companies, like if they just had everything in stock, it'd be flying, you know, Oh yeah. I'm sure they have it all. They're smarter people uh, doing that than, uh, than me. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, but that's awesome, man. So then, um, okay, so you, you, meet, you meet Claire. First, you get scared by Claire. Then you fall yes. in love with Claire. And <laughs> right. then, uh, you, you know, you guys kind of have this little trade-off, I guess, in terms of your fitness worlds kind of coming together. Um, and now you're a CrossFit, a CrossFit endurance coach. So um, how do you – do you take your, your experience with fitness, I guess we'll say, and, and kind of uh, coach up the young guns uh, with, with like their early on in their running careers, get them a little bit more excited about running? Because if there's one thing I know about runners – they hate the gym. <laughs> it's yeah, the most boring sure. place in the world for them to be. And, and I, and I get it. Um, but it's super important. And, uh, so, so how do you, how do you kind of motivate runners to kind of get into the CrossFit gym? Well, it's actually, you know, it's, it started off, um, when I was at CrossFit resurgence, um, shout out to Dorian Shockey's awesome person. I, I mean, he's, he's part of the reason I am where I'm at with, with my CrossFit and running. Um, yeah. but, Joe Justice was the endurance coach there at, at CrossFit Resurgence. And he got so busy with work that once in a while, I'd be like, hey, do you want me to kind of jump in and kind of fill in? And then that became a permanent job, you know, coaching endurance at Resurgence. So I went and got my CrossFit endurance certification, got my pose running certification, my art of breath certification. And then here I am, um, had the opportunity when, when Tyler and Callie Cook opened – CrossFit 1124 to move over here, which is about a mile and a half from the house. Um, but it's all, it's, it's everybody that's already in doing CrossFit. So I, I don't have to push it too much, but it's the people that I think what I, what I love about it is people that go to CrossFit that appreciate the, what endurance can do to help them in their, in their wads and not just go in there and, and lift weights and, and see that, Hey, running just a little bit a week will make a huge difference in some of those Metcons. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. And don't get it twisted. Like I think a message that's constantly delivered is how much like being strong can help you as a runner. And it never gets, and it very rarely gets mentioned how much running can help you as a lifter as right. well. And yeah. depending on your sport, you know, obviously if you're trying to be like a power lifter or you're trying to be uh, an Olympic lifter, you probably want to <laughs> limit the amount of miles you're putting on per week. But for the general population, man, like, that is, and myself included, that's going to be a huge component to your overall fitness and just overall tissue capacity levels and aerobic capacity to be able to handle some of these tougher workouts as you get going. Yeah. Um, so pose running, that's interesting. Is that something that you had to teach yourself as you get a little bit more involved with CrossFit or is that something you're already familiar with beforehand? Actually, I was not. Um, Joe Justice, as I mentioned before, he was certified in pose running and he, he taught it and I was kind of like, whatever, you know, I've been doing this for at that point, 25 years. And I was like, whatever, you know, I know how to run. I can, I can go run a hundred miles. I don't need you showing me how to show me how to run. Yeah. You know, I was always the mindset there's, you know, you just run and whatever your form is, that's, that's what your form is. And then finally I was like, well, let me do some research in this, decide to go get certified um, under Dr. Romanoff and realize that there is a proper way to run. There is an efficient way to, to run efficiently, to run, where you're not going to reduce your injuries. Uh, it, it's amazing once you, when you finally get that, you know, for a long time runner, understand what pose running is. Yeah. It is. It's awesome. You'll do that because I mean, you know, anybody who's run for a long time can sit there and, and make out schedules for people and, and say, okay, we need to cut back increase it, throw in some hill work, throw in some intervals and you'll be great. But mm -hmm. once you can actually sit there and show a person how to run. Yeah especially when you watch people, you know, with the heel striking, 
and you say, hey, listen, every time you, you, you land on your heels, all that impact is going into your ankle, into your knees, into your hips. And that's just, you know, multiply that by how many steps per run. That's how many chances of you getting injured. Mm-hmm. So w- when you can open up that, you know, get that light to turn on somebody's head, it's awesome. For so sure, that's, that's what I love about coaching. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's, you, you can always see it happen too. You can always see that kind of click happen or, or right. like, you know, people feel it happen once and it feel it meaning like they, they get that right, that right stride once, or they, you know, they hit that, uh, that midfoot just perfectly, or they get that right. pull just perfectly. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that felt great. <laughs> you right. know, cause it is energy taxing to try to change your run at first or change your running technique at first. You know, if it doesn't feel yeah. very natural, it doesn't feel very normal. Um, it feels like you're working a lot harder than what you need to. And people always feel like they're almost like borderline prancing at first, which they kind of look like they are. <laughs> right, right. Um, but once you get that technique down, it truly is a game changer because not only do you have the chance to reduce your risk of injury, but you have the chance to really improve your performance as well. Because, I mean, man, I talk to people all the time about how if you're landing with that foot out in front of you, um, which obviously if you, if you can mid foot strike, cause here's the thing that kind of happens too in the world of running is, is heel strike gets bastardized a little bit and true. You don't want to be landing on your heel, but what happens with the real moral of the story is you just want to be landing with that foot a little bit more underneath you. And it's pretty yes. hard to land with your foot underneath you and be on your heel at the same time. Um, but regardless, like you just don't want that foot out in front of you because what happens on top of not only the, the risk of injury that you talked about with those ground reaction forces going straight up back into your joints, but those ground reaction forces are pushing you backwards now. <laughs> and so right. now you got to fight over your inertia or fight over that ground reaction force. Now you're just fighting physics to yeah. try to get you to run a little bit quicker. And it's, and it's uh, just not very efficient at all. And like, I love when I'm teaching, when I'm working with endurance runners, it's, it kind of sounds kind of oxymoronic, but I love to bring up sprinters like Usain Bolt and, yes. uh, and show them like even the fast, like, cause everyone envisions like these big long strides. Cause a guy like Usain Bolt, that's what he, like he's talked about is how big his strides are. Right? right. He takes huge strides, but guess what? His foot is still landing predominantly like directly underneath him, like oh, yeah. underneath his hips. And uh, if that guy can run, world record speeds and have his foot still land underneath him. Guess what? Like you can do it when you jog too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, I think the, uh, for me, the big misconception was that you're pushing off, which you're not, you're, you're using yeah. gravity. I mean, it's a controlled fall yeah. and your legs are just the support that kind of keeps you standing up. And so if you use that fall, it's like you said, so much more efficient. So you're, you're gliding at that point, man. You're not, <laughs> you're not running, you're gliding and, and you can totally see it, man. One of my favorite things to do, um, or I guess not one of my favorite things to do, but a really fun thing to do <laughs> is when I go, uh, like I say, I have to work like a 5k or a local 5k or something like that. I love to watch at the finish line because you'll see, it just kind of naturally happens. Like the, the people up in the front third, I'll say, or the front, you know, uh, quarter they're all almost running in a very natural pose running method and by that guys if you're not familiar with pose running essentially what you're doing is you're creating a wheel with your legs you're landing with your feet a little bit more underneath you you're pulling your foot up off the ground as if you're running on hot coals uh versus trying to push off with every step and you're really just trying to use momentum to kind of get you going and just letting your legs kind of control that momentum versus generate the momentum and 
it's really interesting because you'll see this nice like wheel or circle shaped pattern with the people up in the front. And then as you start getting towards the back or the back half, like you start seeing more like that semi lunar pattern where people are landing out in front of them, they're coming through. And then that trail limb, instead of creating, instead of pulling off the ground, it's just getting dragged through and then they have to pull it all the way back forward. And yep. um, you can just really feel like it, it almost looks like the run is just like, it's almost like the run is taking control of them versus them taking control of the run. If that makes sense right. without trying to sound too wooey, but they just seem very passive with their running technique yes. at that point. Yeah. So and then you, then you hand them your car and say, I'll see you in you know, a few weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I try not to do it, but like, especially like driving down, like especially in the morning, like there's Decatur is an awesomely active community. And like, I see people running all the time in the morning on my way to work. And there's, there's some running strides out there. I'm like, yeah, that person's knees got to hurt or that person's yeah. hip has to hurt. But right. you know what? I give them, I give them props for being out there, especially that early in the morning though. So yeah, as, yeah. as long as you're out there, you do you, man. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, man. So then how long, so with CrossFit, how, what, what exactly is a CrossFit endurance coach for those who aren't familiar with it? Like, do you just co- coach Metcons and run afterwards? Do you, do you just coach running? What's, how's that work? I, I just coach running. So for at CrossFit 1124, we have on Monday and Wednesday, we, we do intervals. So it's nothing but intervals. Um, we do a warm up. We go over the, um, the, the warm up is we do some strides, things like that. Kind of you get in the feel for the pose stuff. And then we go straight into um, to intervals. So it's, some days it might be, you know, eight by 400. Some days it might be 12 by 100. Um, we do things like that. Then do a nice cool down and finish up. Then on Fridays, I have a 6 a.m. class, and it's more of a more like a Metcon, but we don't do anything with um, with the barbell, nothing with the rig. I might do you know box step ups, box jumps, mm-hmm. light kettlebells, maybe some some dumbbells, but nothing super heavy. It's something that anybody could come to, um, just to kind of mix it up. That's a my 6 a.m. class is a lot different most times than my you know, my Monday at 6 p.m. class. So they kind of enjoy that little, little bit of Metcon, kind of get the heart rate up on something like that. For sure. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's always fun to kind of mix it up a little bit in terms of still training the same energy system, uh, but in a little bit of a different capacity or a little bit of a different form. Um, that's not your traditional like running or swimming or biking or anything else that's a very more like mainstream endurance sport, I would say. Um, but yeah, man, that's great. So then do you, do you coach any, do you coach runners on the side? Like <laughs> on top of everything else that you're doing? A few, I've got um, two or three that I coach uh, doing mostly training plans, but then kind of meet with them occasionally to go over, um, go over their stride and over post running. So mm-hmm. I do that a little bit. I haven't been lately, um, but yeah, I do that also. Um, I think going back to when the, when you, asked about our, our, our classes, one of my favorite workouts, um, is hill repeats. Mm. So, um, you're a sick man. You're a sick man. That's your favorite workout. It is actually (laughs) on a personal level. You know, I go over to either Kennesaw mountain or sweat mountain. I'll do repeats on the mountain, but it's a, it's a regular in my class. I mean, everybody knows that every, you know, two or three weeks, they're going to have a a 20, 25 minutes of hill repeats. And and the class is just a little short, you know, not even a 10th of a mile, you know, sprint hill, but, um, sure. that's one of those that, you know, the, that intervals are the, the two solid training workouts that I think that just can make a huge difference. 
Oh, so. for sure, man. Like, uh, especially running on an incline like that spikes that heart rate so fast. Like you better have good control over your breath to be able to recover faster. Um, be able to continue your performance. Speaking of breath, um, I know that you, I've, I've taken part of a class with you. I know that you've, you're very interested in this as well, but do you incorporate breath work or breath training into your programming? Yes, we do. For the warm up, we do uh, a lot of nasal breathing. So they'll start off with 800 meters nasal breathing, mm-hmm. then come back in and we do kind of like a mini, mini Metcon um, with nasal breathing, but also doing the breath holds and then with a, with a sprint. The difference being that we do the breath hold on the exhale instead of the inhale. Mm-hmm. So it's, as you know, to, to build up that CO2 tolerance. Yeah. Um, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll freak you out real quick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause most people think, you know, you can hold your breath in for a long time, but that the first time you get somebody new in the class and you're like, okay, three deep breaths and that third exhale, hold it and go sprint. And then they they, you know, run 10 feet. They're like, <gasps> you know, yeah. just, just so shocked at how tough that is. But yeah, man, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, Brian McKenzie is, you know, hats oh, off to him and Rob. Yeah. They're awesome team. Dude, they're next level in terms of their intelligence and just yes. like the body of work on, on breathing and, and its benefits and the performance and just life <laughs> really. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I remember like, uh, taking some of their courses and doing like that same, like kind of technique of all right, three big breaths, hold that exhale and do farmer's carry as far as you can go. And I was, right. I could go very little distance. <laughs> yeah. Rob, um, Rob had told me that cause I've, I've done the course a couple of times that they've had guys that, you know, you thought they were, you know, super fit shape and they've just pass out, just black out. Cause they thought, yeah. oh, this, you know, I, I got this, I got this. And they're doing sure. something like a farmer's care or something and just, just cold, you know, drop. <laughs> Yeah, so. dude, I, bl- I mean, I didn't black out, but I definitely like saw spots uh, when right. I was doing it. It's uh, but you know what? It's almost like, it's gonna sound kind of weird, I guess, but it's almost like kind of euphoric, like, uh, cause you, when you finally take that breath in, but then also like when you're, our, our body more so than eating, more so than drinking, more so than just about anything else, it will focus on breathing more than anything. Yeah. Um, especially when you cut off that supply, right? CO2 starts building. So like, yeah, guys, if you want to find a good way to kind of like take your mind off your distractions in life, just do this pattern, do that three breath pattern, hold on the exhale and, and try to walk around your house or something, because I promise you, you're not going to be thinking about anything else, but when you can take that next breath. And, uh, it's very meditative in that standpoint. Yeah. And, and here we are now with, with the, with the COVID situation and a lot of these people, you know, can't stand to wear a mask cause they can't, they can't deal with the CO2 tolerance. Yeah. So, which is crazy people that yeah that they they can't have a mat they don't want to wear the mask because they can't keep it on because they can't stand to, to be breathing in that co2 because their system can't tolerate it so and it's it really is something to that you know yeah oh my gosh man yeah it is like uh it blows me away too because it's it's such a marginal difference in terms of how much co2 you actually like how much more co2 you actually inhale that way like right it shouldn't be enough to make an impact on your ability to breathe expect no matter what your asthmatic or claustrophobic claustrophobic state is like, it's just not that big of a difference. Like the research will prove that time and time again. And the fact that that humans can't tolerate that, that level of CO2 is a problem in and of itself. It's wild. Yeah. If you've got, if you, you put a mask on and after five minutes, you got to take it off and there's an issue there. You need to, you need, 
get yourself in shape <laughs> for sure, man. It, it, and it's wild too, to me, because like, I remember I've taken the, I've taken the art of breath course that we, that we're kind of uh, referencing here a couple of times. And I remember the first time they were talking about like how or Brian McKenzie was talking about how uh, it can help like with allergies as well, or like asthmatic types uh, conditions. You know, I'm not saying it's a cure all by any means. Like, you know, if you have asthma, definitely uh, talk to your doctor or look into this at, at least, but right. um it is wild what will happen when you demand that you breathe out of your nose. And uh, cause like I said earlier, like our body more so than anything else will regulate its ability to take a breath, to get its oxygen and more so to get rid of CO2. Um, cause CO2 is, or so carbon dioxide, what we breathe out, that is actually what drives our breath. That's what drives our breathing. It's not inhaling. So like when you are swimming underwater and you think, and you think that you need oxygen cause you're, cause you're out of air, like, no, your CO2 is just built up and you have, right. and you're, and, and so you, like your, your blood is becoming too acidic. So you need to get rid of that in a way. And the fastest way you can do that is by exhaling. But, um, one of the things I talked about was the allergy component and, uh, you know, kind of being able to like clear up your allergies a little bit that way. I was like, huh, that's interesting. So, uh, after that, it was like right in the middle of like allergy season that I was down in Mississippi at the time. And, I remember, uh, you know, Brian recommended taping your mouth. I wasn't, you know, not duct tape by any means, but you know, a little piece yeah. of scotch tape and, and, uh, I wasn't that intense, but I did go out on a run and like, uh, and just try, try to do nothing but nasal breathing, even though I could barely breathe out of my nose. And what was wild about that is, you know, after, you know, the first, I don't know, three minutes of it, which felt like an eternity just sucked. It was the hardest thing ever. But then, you know, after that, don't do this around anybody you're trying to impress, I guess, but, um, my, my, you know, the blood vessels in your nose start to vasodilate to try to get some more air supply in there because what, or what it's trying to do is it's trying to warm up that surface area. So it, it literally will start trying to warm up the mucus. So it starts like dumping out of your nose. And so it can actually like clear those airways out a little bit for you. And, uh, so that you wow, can, that's a new one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man. Cause I mean, it's end of one right here for sure. But it was spot on with me and it, and it, and it really helped me. My nose stay clear for a few days too. So that was awesome. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, man. But so you do, so, so you do some training on the side, you, tr you coach over at CrossFit, you're a badass professional over at Kaiser Permanente and you run a million miles a week, man. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you for like running techniques or coaching styles, or if they had any questions for you, what'd be a good way for them to be able to get a hold of you? Uh, let me give you my email address. Uh, Matthew sure. Grund. G-R-U-N-D at gmail.com. I'd cool. love to work with you. I, I mean, it's, for me, running is, uh, it's, it's just part of who I am. And, I, and I, I never imagined that I'd get into a coaching position, but I'm at that stage in my life where, like I told you earlier, I mean, at 44, I'm slowing down a little bit, so I don't quite have the speed I used to. And it's awesome to be able to pass on what I've learned after 30 plus years of running to other people and see that excitement in their idea in their eyes when they can run that just that first mile. I mean, that's such a huge accomplishment. I mean, I remember my first 5k um, to me, that was such a huge deal. And now I'm, I can go out and run 24 hours straight or 36 hours straight or something like that. So um, I, I love to work with people. It's, it's awesome. The excitement of, of seeing people get into running. Yeah, guys, uh, Matt is a man of many talents and coaching is definitely at the top of that list. If you're a runner in the Atlanta area and you are looking for some assistance, never hesitate to reach out to him with that email address, Matt, man, or Matthew, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for the, for your knowledge and everything else this evening. And uh, we'll talk soon, my man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.